I have not done a podcast of take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything in, I think, probably close to a month. So as I sat here today on fifth, the 5th of July, uh, it's a beautiful day outside, but I've already been outside, and I thought, you know what, I should probably do a podcast because I'm supposed to do one every week. So let's see what happens. I've got a couple of things to talk about, but we'll see what happens on take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. Let's go. So you're back, and here we are. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Uh, it's been a while. You know what? I, I think I've told you this before on the podcast in the past, that if I don't have anything to talk about, I, I just don't want to get on and just ramble and pick a random chapter of my book that would take about two minutes to talk about and turn it into like a 20-minute podcast. Uh, but, you know, number one, I'm supposed to do a podcast every week, and, um, and I haven't. And I'm kind of a rule follower, as you know, uh, for the most part. I break rules when I think it'll be fun and harmless. Um, uh, like buying illegal fireworks in Wisconsin, which I did over the weekend. We bought $150 worth of illegal fireworks in Wisconsin and plan to set them off when Beth's kids come in a couple of weeks. So just when the neighborhood and the neighborhood dogs think that it's going to be quiet, here's going to be my family lighting fireworks on the driveway. And I'm talking about the big shit, the stuff that's like, boom, that rattles the glass in your window. Yeah, that's us. So usually I follow the rules, but you know, when they're harmless, whatever. Um, but my company expects me to do a podcast every week and I just haven't had anything to talk about. And I'm like, sometimes, Hey, send an email because maybe that'll give me something to talk about. And, uh, there've been different occasions where I plan to go to somebody's house and that didn't work out. Um, so, you know, so here we are and I've got a little sketch of things to talk about to try to make this entertaining and serve a purpose. Um, I got for father's day a do-it-yourself ukulele kit. And uh, it was about 350 bucks. And then we also ordered, because I knew what I was going to get, so I helped order it. Also ordered the right kind of glue and the little other things that you're supposed to use for the for the ukulele kit that cost another 60 bucks. So the total was close to $400 for my Father's Day present. So I had it for a week, and then I set it out on the dining room table, and it was ready to go. And because, you know, I play the ukulele, and I love it. It's one of my favorite things that I do. Um, and so I lay it out on the table and I start going through the instructions because they say you're supposed to read the instructions of something like that all the way through before you start just to get an idea of what you're up against. So I open up the first page. Page two is all the things that you'll need because like when you buy something from Ikea, they'll give you a little Allen wrench or they'll give you like, you know, whatever the tools are you usually need to do it. But sometimes it'll say you need a Phillips screwdriver, you need a hammer, you need some glue, whatever. So I open it up to page two and it says you need clamps and you need an X-Acto knife, and you need a file, and you need a wire cutter, and you need this. And I'm like, I don't have all this stuff. And I'm definitely not going to buy all of it from them just to make one ukulele. So I was kind of discouraged. And uh, it's a company called Stewmac, S-T-E-W-M-A-C. And uh, maybe they do a good job, but this was really deceptive because they made it sound like, hey, you can build this at home. But it didn't mention that you have to have all these specialized tools. So... I sent back my Father's Day present. And you know what? I'm okay with it because I would much rather send it back and get my $365 or $370, whatever it was, uh, back than to have it sit around the house and not finish it. Which don't we all have something sitting around the house that we started to build and never finished? I got one for Christmas a couple of years ago. It was a plastic see-through Harley-Davidson engine that you 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 don't design it, but you build it I'm going to stand up. Um, uh, so you build it, 
and uh, you can put batteries in it and it'll actually run and you can see the pistons, pistons pumping up and down, et cetera, et cetera. And I got about three quarters of the way through it and I just kind of lost interest. It's like, okay, do I really feel like finishing this? And I didn't really mean to stop, but it went farther and farther back on the cabinet downstairs until it was in the back of the cabinet. Then pretty soon we put it in the closet storage room. And then a couple of weeks ago, we threw it away. So uh, I don't know. We probably all have these projects around the house. Do you have any projects around the house or a hobby that you kind of abandoned and are now neglecting and you kind of gave up on? Hey, you know what? I think it's part of life. I really do. I think that we all get into these hobbies and then after a while, for whatever reason, we stop doing it. A good friend of mine was very into scrapbooking. Um, a few years ago, and she had a scrapbook room at her house, and she would have scrapbooking parties, and then she just kind of lost interest. As her kid got older, she didn't have much to scrapbook about. Her kid grew up and moved out of the house. Uh, she didn't have as much to scrapbook about. She liked the social aspect, but you know what? You can be social without scrapbooking. So uh, from what I know, the scrapbook room in her house is still there, full of all kinds of cool little crafty supplies, but she doesn't do it anymore. Um, I used to do woodworking. I would love to do wood carving, but for a couple of reasons, I realized, number one, I'm not very good at it um, because I'm not an artist. I don't have that spatial kind of an eye. Sorry, my stomach's bothering me. That's why I'm kind of grimacing a little bit as I'm doing the, the uh, podcast because, boy, it sucks when this hurts so bad that you kind of grimace a lot like this. Um, but that's kind of the way it is. So uh, what else? So Fallon has got a new hobby. She's painting little oil paintings that are about the size of a like an 8 by 10 and she's actually pretty good at it. She got an art course, um, but you know what? If she gives it up one day, that's fine. You know, she, if you give up whatever hobby, she used to be a beekeeper and she used to have hives in her front yard or her backyard or wherever and I think she gave it up because, you know, for whatever reason, she just lost interest and I think that's kind of how it is. What? So I ask you, what hobbies? You can answer to yourself right out loud. Go ahead and answer to yourself out loud. Even if you're on the bus or an airplane, answer right out loud. What hobby did you used to have that you no longer really feel that passionate about? Honestly, I've kind of lost my passion a little bit for magic because I've been ordering tricks and, and so it, it's like anything. Some magic tricks are good and some are bad. And some of them I get and I go, I'm not going to learn this. This is way too much practice or this is not worth it or it's not convincing or it's so far-fetched that anybody would fall for this, I'm just not going to do it. Or what am I going to do? Carry around this special little prop. So there's a lot of magic tricks that I just kind of like, nah, I've kind of, I haven't completely lost interest in magic, just not into it like I used to be. Ukulele, I've been doing it for for two years and it's still going strong and I love it and I play pretty much every day. So other things, one thing that I kind of reviewed now that I've given Stu Mac guitars a shitty kind of a review and I think they deserve it. Um, uh, number two is, um, I did this on my blog page last week. It is the Takaya iced tea infuser. And during these hot summer days, I love iced tea. As a matter of fact, I have a cup, a glass sitting on the counter in front of me right now. Um, that's cucumber lime from tea source here in the twin cities. There's a couple of great tea companies. Tea source is one. Mrs. Kelly's teas is another one. And uh, so I got this tea infuser and it was 30 bucks on Amazon. Give it a great review um, because to me, my summer indulgence is iced tea. And um, the only thing I don't like about it is it, uh, <clears throat> if you have too much, you can't sleep at night. But that was something good that I wanted to pass along. So why no podcast in the last month or so? I don't know. Usually I scrape together something that I can talk about 
for a few minutes and then kind of do stream of consciousness and, and hopefully it goes okay. But the last couple of weeks or month or so, I think it's just kind of a combination of burnout from all the things that you and I have had to keep up on. We've had to keep up on so many different news stories, distancing with the virus, what can we do about social justice, uh, racial injustice. And I think that, you know what, I'll be honest with you, it sounds kind of like being a pussy to say I'm tired, but I'm just kind of tired. I'm tired of keeping up with everything. Um, uh, I'm frustrated with things happening, but then really not happening on both of those counts. Um, I'm frustrated with the virus getting to a point where we can reopen, but then people don't want to wear a mask. And so then we have to close up again. Here in Minnesota, we've been better about it. But I think that in some of the states where they haven't been, um, whether it's you know Arizona or Texas or Florida, where a lot of people say, this virus is a bunch of shit. 99% of all people live, so it's no worse than the flu, and we don't wear a mask during flu season and blah, blah, blah. I think some of that is true, but at the same time, these people still don't understand that if you wear a mask, then we can keep the economy open. And like I said, I'm kind of a rule follower that way because rules are usually there for a purpose. There are laws that are there for a purpose. It is the law that you can't go 117 miles an hour down Lake Street. Why is it a law? Because they don't want you to exercise your freedom to go as fast as you want to? No, they're not trying to, in, to restrict your freedom to drive fast. They're trying to keep other people safe. So we all agree not to go 117 miles an hour down Lake Street or 127 down 169. Why? The government does not sit down and say, you know what? I don't think Kevin should enjoy driving at a high rate of speed. The wind in his hair might too, feel too good. He might decide that um, he likes that a whole lot. No, the government decides you can't go fast because it's a danger to other people. Let's talk about motorcycle helmets for a minute. Here in Minnesota, it's optional. You don't have to wear one, which is funny because you want to wear one. I wear one most of the time. I'll be honest, not all the time, but most of the time I do. I was out today and I wore one because I know it's for my own good. If I crash and I hit a tree, I'm probably not going to kill anybody else except who has decided to get on the bike with me. So if I don't wear a helmet, it's only to the detriment of myself. I wear a helmet because I want to protect myself. I'm not protecting other people. I Listen, I'm all for protecting myself. I'm all for wearing a seatbelt. I'm all for washing my hands. I am all for... Um, uh, I don't know, not picking up dog poop in the front yard and then having a cookie without washing my hands first. So I don't know. It's just been kind of exhausting and I've got into Twitter fights and I've, uh, I, I had to, um, uh, block somebody on Twitter last night because they were well into the, I'm not going to wear a mask. It interferes with my civil liberties and deep state, etc. It's just gotten fucking crazy and it's just been kind of exhausting. And, um, so what does that have to do with not doing a podcast? I don't know because we've talked about the virus so much and I think we probably will for a long time. Remember a few months ago, like in late February, early March, mid-March, we really thought, well, thank God it's going to be done by summer. When Allison is, you know, my daughter Allison's due to have a baby at the end of July, July 30th. And I remember thinking, thank God it'll probably be over well before Allison has a baby. Not going to happen. I'm really struggling to believe whether kids are going to get to go back to school this year. Um, uh, I think they probably will, but I don't know that it's the best idea. Um, I leave it up to people like the Mayo Clinic. 
Uh, I don't leave it up to your cousin, uh, Derek, who is on Facebook and thinks it's all a fraud. Uh, I don't leave it up to your cousin, Melanie, who thinks that we all need to shelter in place and be inside for the rest of our lives. I leave it up to people like the Mayo Clinic. And um, the fact that people have politicized this just really kind of boggles my mind. And I wonder if 100 years ago during the Spanish flu epidemic, there were also people who were saying, you know what? The government is just trying to control your life. Okay. Moving on, it is hot outside, and I love it. I have made a pledge. I will acknowledge that it's hot. I will not complain that it's hot. Even when it's miserable to stand outside, even when it's miserable to be outside in the sunshine, uh, I wouldn't say miserable. It feels so good. I love it. It's like a sauna out there. And it's humid, and it's hot, and you drive around the lakes, and the lakes are full of boats and jet skis, and it just looks so great. Uh, we used to have a boat. I don't have a boat anymore. I sold it uh, because we didn't use it as much. My boss, when I first moved here, he said, do not, build, do not buy a boat. And I said, why? He says, because you buy it, and then you won't use it, and then you got to sell it. And I'm like, duly noted. So for 15 years, I did not buy a boat. I didn't buy a boat for the first 15 years I lived here because uh, my boss, Mark, shout out Mark, said, don't buy a boat. But then I said, fuck that. We bought a boat, and we really liked it. But we didn't use it that much after a few years. It was a lot of hassle to get it in and out of the water. And even when we slipped it at a marina, we still didn't use it as much. And so we were happy to sell it for about half what we paid for it to a neighbor. But I look at boats on the lake now and I go, oh, that looks so awesome. I want a boat. I want to slip off the back edge of the boat into the cool lake water. And I want to go tubing and I want to go water skiing. I want to have a boat. But you know what? No, we got the boat phase behind us. We're good. Um, how about you? Do you love your boat? Do you want to sell your boat? Do you always wish you had a boat? I will tell you this. Do whatever in your life you can afford to do. Don't leave anything on the table. If you say, you know what? I've always wanted to learn to X, Y, Z. Go ahead and do it. If you can afford it and you got time to do it, go ahead and do it because you... At the, the worst that will happen will be like, yeah, you know what? I didn't enjoy it. But even worse than that would be the spend the rest of your life regretting ha never having done it. I'm going to give you one more little piece here. And this is something that occurred to me um, uh, just only a couple of hours ago. The, and I'm going to call this little section, This Is Your Time. I'm going to give you a little bit of a confession. Uh, for the first probably 15 or more years that I was at KWB, they overpaid me, or I'm sorry, yeah, I wish, they underpaid me drastically. I was happy just to work there. I always wanted to be the employee that flew a little bit under the radar salary-wise, so I always accepted what they offered me instead of negotiating. Let's say they offer you $20,000 a year to work at KWB. I'd always go, great, perfect, I'll take $20,000 a year. I would never try to get $25,000 because the boss was a great negotiator. Remember, when you're negotiating a salary, you're negotiating with somebody who does this shit all the time, and you do it once in a while. And we never want to believe we're really worth what we're worth. So I would say, well, maybe how about twenty-five? And I would get this big look, this raised eyebrow look like, are you kidding me? Twenty-five? Well, we, we, we can't afford $25,000. So I would settle for 20. Well, this shit went on for about 15 years. And, uh, and finally, I had had it. I had had it. And uh, I actually had to get a job offer at another radio station in Miami before they finally paid attention. They're like, oh my God, we let Dave's contract run out. 
he's got a job offer in Miami. He's going to leave if we don't give Dave more of the salary that he wants. Now, let's say this is you at this time. This is your time. If you work at 3M, Cargill, Best Buy, Anderson Windows, and you can negotiate a salary. You know what? You might not be able to. It might just be, you know what? Here's your salary. This is your pay grade. This is what you get. But if it's not it, remember, this is your time. And what I mean by this is your time is that you can't go back and say, yeah, but back 15, 20 years ago, you underpaid me. So I need to get that money. It is not going to happen. I could never march into the boss's office and say, from the time I was hired for 15 years, this station never paid me what I deserved. I want that money. Guess what? That time is gone. The time to have asked for that would have been at the time it occurred. That's what I mean by this is your time. I want you to think about that next time you're going to do anything with money or anything with, I mean, almost anything in your life. This is your time to make it happen. If you're thinking about moving or selling your house, this is your time. You can't go back after you sell your house for like $30,000 less than it was worth and say, I want to go back to the buyer and get my $30,000 back. No, this, right now, this is your time. And maybe this time hasn't approached you yet. Maybe you're still making whatever, but one day you're going to ask for a big raise. This is your time. Have I made that clear? Does that make sense? Because the reason I thought about this is because all those years that I was underpaid at KWB, that is nobody's fault but mine because I accepted it. And then Fallon, she pulled, I mean, Fallon makes more than me on KDWB than I made for the first 15 years that I was at KDWB. I don't know exactly what she makes, but I, I know, I do know what she makes, but not exactly. She makes more than I did the first 15 years I was at KDWB because she knew this was her time. It was my fault that I accepted less. Fallon wouldn't accept less. So, you know, good for her. So I'm going to say it one more time. Say it with me. This is your time. Let's turn it around. This is my time. And think about that. Just as you go through the day, the next couple of days, think about are there times where you can say, this is my time. Because once it passes you, you cannot go back and renegotiate the price of that car, or renegotiate the price of that washing machine, or renegotiate the price, the price of the canoe that you bought on Facebook. This is your time. I hope that makes as much sense as I want it to. Hey, thanks for listening to uh, the Take a Shower podcast. I appreciate it. It's been, like I said, a couple of weeks since we've done it. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed this one. Love to hear your thoughts. Whether you got a story about this is your time, whether you got a story about something that you had to return, a product that you loved, um, or thoughts on anything, I always love hearing from you. Um, it is Dave Ryan at KDWB.com. Remember, it's all based on the book, inspired by the book. Take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything, which is available everywhere. Maybe not everywhere, but definitely on Amazon or Itasca Books. Um, and also, you can get the Kindle version on Amazon as well. Hey, that's it. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, if you like it, tell a friend about it. If you don't like it, then um, uh, then maybe you and I just can't be friends. <laughs> I'm kidding. 
Uh, if you don't like it, then you know what? At least you got this far through it, and I appreciate that. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time on Take a Shower. Show up on time, and don't steal anything. <laughs>